Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another commentary podcast for Dixie Stenberg, this time for episode 27, The Austral Leviathan. I am your host, Seth Adam. Sure. With me, as always, is the writer guy. Say hello. 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 Happy Halloween, everyone. This is uh, being recorded on October 31st, uh, obviously. Well, it's not obvious until you told them, but now it is. Yay, obvious. Tonight's episode, the Austral Leviathan. Hey, didn't I just say that? Uh, before the, the, the audience was listening. So, no, no, you didn't. Yay! Oh, that's right. They're going down. They're going to Mexico. Did I say that correctly? What? Dinamicus del Air. I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> the Spanish... I don't know. Dynamicus? Dynamicus? I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Spanish. Sorry. The, the 40s radio announcer version of... Yes. Uh, Dynamicus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Um, once again, uh, the actors brought their A-game. It was uh, uh, really good Sterling performances from everyone in this first scene. Really sounded like they were arguing. Yay! Wasting time arguing. You're a little quick to agree, Tommy. What? Can't agree with Dixie. The decision is sound from a Oh, they're all so angry with each other. Hmm. Are you sure you do not want to leave? Angry oh. and yet not angry. Hmm. Most of them. Benny's not that angry. No. Benny's just you know he drinks a lot, so he's probably not that angry. Now. <laughs> How much vodka did he bring with him? I wonder. I'm sure plenty. Hmm. I think several of the lines of uh, uh, Freudenberg here were um, improvs and uh, pieces that Pete threw in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the I'm not made of stone bit. That was going to have this. Right. Uh, let's see. We have uh, background ambience of forest day with birds chirping and... Uh, some other nice um, things in there, too. Mexico sounds lovely. Why, thank you. Sounds like a beautiful day. For engaging the enemy solo. No, no. No, no! Yay, Dixie's learning. I would hope so. If not, there would be an intelligence problem there, I think. <laughs> My phone is ringing. You probably heard that. I'm ignoring it. I'm in a recording session. So there. Meh. I can just barely hear it through the headphones. It'll stop in a moment. I like the fact that Joey's like ahead of them all. By the way, for people who forget the uh, the sound of uh, somebody climbing into, not climbing into, but getting into the cockpit of a Thunderbolt, that sound of the cockpit opening is the sound of a drawer opening, an empty drawer, and then closing it. That's what I use for the cockpit. Thank you. Thank you. Hold your applause. Thank you. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot. This episode, I was recovering from a head cold, so I actually had to redo 
the majority of my lines, except for like the very beginning, like a week later. Is that not seen nefariousness that I hear? Yeah, it is. They are up to no good. And very nefarious they sound. Oh, they are so very evil. You're the most evil. Oh, go on. I'm not happy. You're both evil. So there. Let's check in on our foul weather friends and see just what they're up to. I'll be the screwdriver. Which one? What do I care? They're all dry I was wondering... It depends on what kind of... Uh, I think it was, like, last week or the week before if I should redo this scene with the, the sound of, um, like a, a... a printing press, something going... kind of slowly at first, and then it kind of builds up in speed. Kind of to reinforce that he was, you know, screwing <clears throat> the robot. It was an idea. Is it a straight screw or is it all kinky? What? Oh, the head, you know, the, the, your little round head. Oh, they are called Philips and Flathead. Get it straight. Okay, fine. Sorry. This mad science is new to me, okay? I'm no Volker. Oh, you can say that again. Hey. Just give me the Phillips screwdriver. The blue one or the pink one? I don't care. I'm ambiguous about it. You mean ambivalent. Fine, whatever. I don't know why we're speaking English anyway. Stupid writers. Hello, Rennie. And Billingsley. You know, I really like uh, this part coming up. What you did here, um, when the troops are like, now to finish, and there's this one tiny little noise. <laughs> In the script, it said one small spark, but you hit the uh, the timing so perfect, it just cracked me up. I was actually wondering about that if I should do if I should have done like a louder noise, but it just no. that little thing sounds just beautiful. I was just cracking up on that. Yeah, no way to anticipate how long that would take. No, no, okay. And of course, this is the uh, return of Nebby. Yes! Yay! Thank you for not, like, killing her off completely. <laughs> or or not, you know, uh, removing her presence. You may have killed the original, but... It was always my intention to have her upgraded. Yay, Nebulon! She sounds so happy. Did you change her uh, voice modulation at all? Um, I may have, um, like, like with, uh, Robit, I've been, like, slowly, you know, subtly altering here and there the, their, their, the, the flanges that I put on them, especially since I had to reinstall, um, addition onto one of my computers. Right. So it probably, that was probably the one that, that, you know, for, lost the settings. Oh, um, no, I was wondering, because since she's, you know, Nebulon 2000 now, if you, you know, intended to do anything different. Um, well, I may have put uh, just a slightly bit more of the, the filter on her than, than usual, oh. but I wasn't intending to make, like, a super change. I wanted her to be very recognizable. Right. Um, right. You know, like, subtly different, and that difference will evolve as the show goes along. And as you can hear in this commercial, they're sound in a bit of a small room. Yeah, no background. I was going to say, it's the first commercial, isn't it, that there's been no background noise at all? Well, I kind of got the idea, since um, what the, the commercial is selling, the idea of, you know, the power being out in uh-huh. the, the the studio, um, well, except for, you know, the broadcast tower and the, the microphones and the recording <laughs> equipment. But anyway. But the rest of the power. But the rest of the power is out. You know, um... To give this it that kind of feel. commercial was such a happy accident for me, because... 
Uh, we, of course, we've had our butcher and our baker, and I wanted to, you know, do the candlestick maker thing. So this mm-hmm. was my, you know, Harry was the uh, way I sort of worked that in without an actual, you know, candle maker in there. But the name of the company, when mm-hmm. I was going through, uh, you know, the OTR mm-hmm. ads, trying to find ones to base it off or whatever, there was one called right. P and G. And I was looking <laughs> at it, and I listened to it, and it was really good. And I'm like, okay, but I need to change the letters. And he, what should I change it to? And I was just like trying different letter combinations, and I just mm-hmm. randomly put in. I know I'm totally destroying my own genius here. <laughs> yes. But I put in C and E, and I'm like, that's like candle without the L. And that's where <laughs> the whole, you know, lazy Nazis, so we don't put an L in, comes from. Which was beautiful. I was uh, I was wondering if that was like an actual part of an actual OTR ad that you you kind of lifted outright, but it actually makes no, it cooler. But, but it would actually makes it cooler that you used your brain on this. <laughs> if it <laughs> seems like it was part of the original OTR ad, then I've done my job. Yes, you have done your job very well. You are you are much the OTR man. Elders for lazy. Now there's a Halloween costume for you, OTR man. <laughs> Instead of an S on your shirt, it could be a microphone. You know. And once again, we have Abner Scenarius as Harry the CEO in a much different voice the than shock. he was using. Yes, and that's he bears the distinction of being the first person, I think, in Dixie to have more than one role. Uh, yes, that is correct. He is our first, at least. I've been trying carefully as much as I can to, to keep... The uh, double duties to a minimum for mm-hmm. for the people in this show, especially since there seems to be a huge cast. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Maybe not as big as Pete's, <clears throat> but, you know, we're not as mad as Pete is. <laughs> you hear that, Pete? Mad! Yes, and I thought, uh, you know, with candles, what would be the most ridiculous thing you could do to a candle is put motorized robotic parts into it, you know. Something so simple. Let's make it as complicated as possible. Except, you know, I, I was in Walgreens the other day and I saw a, a battery-operated candle. <laughs> I did. I actually well, did. Well, it's not it. one with an actual flame, though. It's got one of like, those light bulb flame things on top. Yeah, but it just, like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> For a moment, I was just like, hey. No, if it was like a... Uh, you know, candle you had to plug into the wall. That would have been hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Off or on. <laughs> Amazingly good. These commercials are super. I'm glad you enjoy them. I have a blast right now. I have a blast listening to them. Yay! It works out. And I hope you out there do, too. Terry Crawford, yay. Always running, that Dean. Such a hurry. He's never out of breath, either. <laughs> I'm impressed. Isn't that impressive, folks? I'm impressed. Can't you tell? But not what I what the Dean thinks. He's a thinking man. A thinker's thinker. The wonderful part of... Mmm, that wonderful background ambience. It was hard to choose. There were so many choices. Off to the eve, and you'll have 
should the lights go out? For a while, I was I was wondering if I should have it into in like a, a factory ambiance, like a candle making factory. Mm-hmm. But I thought like having just bereft of any background noise and giving them like an echo, like they were in, mm-hmm. like with Volker in 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 his cell, almost um, that same style of, of filter. I think it worked out better. I love that line. Perfect advertisement line. <laughs> Thank you, Thurston. I mean, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually put that in the script, that Harry, the CEO, should sound somewhat like Thurston Howell from Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. And Abner did a bang-up job, son. Ah, oh, we're back to the background ambience. Yay, background ambience. I love the newspaper folding sounds. They come in nice. handy. It sounds like they've got stacks and stacks of papers and mess everywhere. It's pretty cool. I wanted to give it that effect. There's so much work to do, as Dixie says. For a while, I thought of, of trying to find a um, the uh, like she had knocked a stack over. Ah. When she said, I'm getting, and she gets up to go for a walk, that, right. that stack would have been like, ah, oh, okay, the final, like, straw for, like, right, right, right. having to get away, but I didn't. So you failed, is what you're saying. Made a fail. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hold your applause. Just throw money. Thank you. I think you can still hear the head cold in my voice in that line. I went rooting around the uh, the sound effects library that I have access to and found um, footsteps, um, one man and one woman walking down stone footsteps. Wow. An actual footstep uh, uh, effect suite for that. What was a like, find. That's Yay. Like perfect. They were like reading the script over my shoulder. <laughs> you didn't see the cameras up on the ceiling. Cameras? What cameras? No, I didn't see anything. And then when they jump into the cave, it's just like a, a landing sound. It's just like, you know, they're landing on their feet. Mm-hmm. Just the regular... <clears throat> no, like crawling in or anything. I could have done that, but I didn't, you know. A cave? What could you do with a cave? Ooh. I love the trooper's line. <laughs> yes, because we love to make fun of the troopers, don't we? I think that might have been one of the first times in story a character has referenced something that's been mentioned in the end credits. With, uh, with the, the being like, we might have a submarine. Right, we'll have right. And Billings is all like, where'd it go? They didn't have one, did they? No. Well, wait, their base was a submarine because it was underwater. And uh-huh. it rose above right. the water. Not. And here we have the return of the goo. Why, the thank goo. you. I had the bubbles on standby. Sounds a little deeper than the last goo. 
Well, it's 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 like a what? It's like a lake-sized thing of yeah. food. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. I did my job then. Yes. Yes. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I was saying it sounds. You know, like there's a whole lot more of it, or that it's much weightier than like the little tub that Vernie was in. So very good. I guess I'm no longer made of fail. Yay! <laughs> it was fleeting at best. We all know you're made of awesome. I am made of not fail. Yay! Sounds like the goo is acting up again. <laughs> oh yes, and this episode once again marks the return of. My friend Sam Young as the Beast. Ah, yes. A couple days ago, he finally got a chance to hear his work in this episode and was astounded that, you know, of course, it sounds absolutely nothing like him. (laughs) I was going to ask about all those Beast noises you you put in because I was like, holy crap, when I was listening to that, it was going to be crap my pants. They're awesome. The first Beast noise after that rustling sound, the first Beast noise is actually two, is actually the Beast and a creature. Because as Rennie says, it's probably like a forest creature. It was a forest creature being scared off by the Beast. But all of the other sounds, the Beast sounds, the growling and the the yelling and all that, that's all Sam. That's all Sam. I just took it and pitched it down and, you know, played with the... The, the timing of it, you know, the I made it like uh, quadruple, uh, I stretched it out to like quadruple tr- time. Wow. And like deepened it, really deepened it to give it that, that like base that? thickness. That was him? Yep. Holy crap! That is him. <laughs> wow. It, the footsteps are regular footsteps just like based down like 10 or 12 times. Mm-hmm. Um, like booted footsteps running. Seriously impressed with those beast noises. That was a human and the stuff you did to that. Holy crap, Seth. You wow. never know what you can do with Adobe Audition until you just start playing with I it. I bow to you, sir. <laughs> that, that is... See, this is what I do in my off hours. I play. It's like, ooh, what can this do? Ooh. Or I love this. Telling me to shh. Yeah. <laughs> Very close. So close to that. <laughs> I love the ambiguity. the announcer a little bit more often here and there. They give a little aside to you. Yes, they do. I love the, the, the making not with the fourth wall in this show. Yes, that is all Sam. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. Um, as you first heard in episode 12... Yes. Back when he escaped. It's just a little bit deeper. Because back then I was using, what, 1.5, I think? Mm. Ah, the benefits of Edition 3. (laughs) Nice winery there. And when he runs up uh, behind Billingsley and grabs him, that's um, like a, almost like a, a, um, it's um, leather clothing movement sounds coupled with, like, branches breaking. So it sounds really graphic and detailed in his his mauldness. It does. Being mauled. <laughs> sounds a little gross. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be. Thank you. <laughs> Who's whining? Wait a minute. And the music stops. Very nice. <laughs> Towering twenty feet into the air, its shiny green. Those were booted footsteps on like dirt or gravel, I think. Slow 
that the the turned into the beast's footsteps. And yeah, even there's, I said, okay, we need some sniffling noises. So he just sniffled and snorted. And the, and, oh my god! Yeah, those are nightmares. all. Dude. I can send you the original file if you want to hear <laughs> no, no, what, what he did. The, the original magic. recording, yeah. <laughs> we'll stick it on the DVD version <laughs> as an extra. And it spoke. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. Oh my god. Yeah, he got a get big, he got a really big kick out of that. <laughs> I love turning my friends beastly. Well, that was so cool. Now I want to put the beast in all the time. Uh, you'll have to ask Sam. He's a pretty busy individual. Uh, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Oh, there's more beast coming when the story calls for it. You know. That's true. That's true. Well, we're not done with it, are we? Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been, you know, gotten away with. After all, there's some sort of connection between that goo and the beast, so, mm. you know, Brenny said. So. I wonder what that could be. What could it be? I only had three lines. Are we going to get to that this season, I wonder? I, I mean, to. we're already almost like halfway through the season, aren't we? Are we? How long I, I will so. the third season last? I mean, are they all the seasons Actually, 12 episodes? No, the first one was 13 episodes, and the yeah. second one was only like 11, I think. Or something like that. I don't like remember that. now. I actually, let me check my outline. See, the thing was... He's got an outline. Ooh. I had this season all outlined, but then mm-hmm. the pacing, uh, I wanted to take an extra episode that right. I hadn't planned for. I took like half of what I attributed to one episode and made it an episode by itself. So it Isn't it cool when you can do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, initially I planned the season to go to episode 34, but okay. now it's looking like it's going to be at least 35, and I'm not sure if it'll hit 36 or not. It depends on how the, you know, subsequent episodes go, and if I end up uh, expanding up more on the stuff in the middle. So. Right. But you are getting to some of the background, hopefully, on what happened. Yes, yes. In the, uh, you're not like, like next season is not going to be the intervening year between 1943 and 1944, <laughs> spring and summer, or summer and, and autumn. That'll be the flashback year? No, I don't, huh. There's or no really? flashback year. Oh, okay. You'll learn, you'll figure it out. It'll okay. be revealed. It's coming. I don't want to know beforehand, no, don't tell me. Okay, fine. I, I keep asking, but I keep not wanting to know until, I, you know, the scripts come out. Oh, and that, thank that you, noise Kat. by Freudenberg there was actually in the script listed as Marge-like noise of concern. Marge, <laughs> of course, from Simpsons. So yeah. Pete did a fine job there. And a nice little uh, improv from Catherine Pride there when she ungeisted. Yes. Ungeisted? There's a good term. Oh, hello, Kitty. Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. A new superhero. He flies around the world right and lamenting his lack of soup. Well, now that's just me. I never write wrong. Elaine Barrett as the robot. I got to be in a commercial again. You sure do seem to miss those. No, you can't. Are you sure? Hmm, what are you saying? Nothing, nothing. 
So even rebuilt, she still has a penchant for cake. Nebby is Nebby. What do you yeah. Want? Yeah. The cool thing is that uh, Kristen now sends me um, these dialogue reads unmixed, so I can choose um, who's who's speaking first. Um, the the order of the triplets when they're not singing. Right. So it makes it uh, 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 a bit more of a challenge, but you know, I get to play more. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for making my job harder. <laughs> not really that harder. Scenarios as Harry the CEO. I mean, honestly, hire a cleaning service or get a mop or something. This is unseemly. <laughs> and Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. There's only so much we can do with our sponsor money. Sponsor money? We have sponsor money? No, we don't. They oh. do. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> I was hoping. Special appearance by Sam Young as the beast. There he is. Bravo, sir, bravo. Stay tuned next time as Geist returns and some help. Some help? Some help? Help! You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you by the Unkit Industries CN. That worked out very well, C and B. I know. Yes, that's don't give us any L, as in the letter L. Because there's no L in C and B. Don't give us any L. Well done. Or, I'm sorry, Eldon. <laughs> and more singing Volker. Always a hit. Yes, um, there, there, was a additional, there was an additional lyric part to this, but I, I, I felt that the first one um, was better. Um, mm. Sorry, Justin, sorry, sorry, don't <laughs> kill me. So I only put, put in that part. I think, it, I think that fit in better. All right, well, I guess we're done. All left, I think we're done. Yes, sir. All right. Well, yep. 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 <laughs> See you next yep. month. Yep. Uh, yeah, that thing. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Bye.